Hey, Yak. Welcome back to another Quarantine Podcast. We are on episode number 42, and sometimes I cover famous players who have won the episode, worn the episode number today. Most of you know this. Number 42 was, of course, I think the best 42, Mr. Jackie Robinson. First one to break the color barrier in baseball. Now, if you've been listening the last couple of weeks to our discussion on the love of God, and we talked about Romans 9, a natural question arises, and that is, what do we do when we talk about a God of love who also expresses, it seems, hate? How does that play together, especially in a God, which, if you remember from early on, is a simple God, so his attributes commingle. How do we deal with this idea in Scripture? And so we're going to spend two days looking at this idea, the love and hate in God, because it seems hatred, at least, is totally antithetical to what we think of the character of God. And we use this phrase all the time, right? God loves the sin and hates the sinner. And that's easy to say, but God doesn't send the sin to hell. He sends the sinner. So how do we come to terms with this in Romans 9 when it says, Jacob I've loved and Esau I've hated? We're taught with regularity and in many churches in the world that God loves everyone. And if he does love everyone, it wouldn't be possible for him to hate anyone. Conversely, if it's true that he hates anyone, he could not at the same time love anyone. This is because love and hate seem to be incompatible opposites. Now, we're going to look later on into the distinctions in the types of love God displays for his creatures later on. But in the meantime, we have to deal with this. We have to deal with this. How do we at least intuitively affirm the love of God on the one hand and the punitive wrath of God on the other? You have to realize that there are many passages, both in the New and Old Testament, that talks about God hating someone. You're going to see it here as I move forward. Many commentators treat Paul's declaration of God hatred for Esau as merely a manner of speaking. We see it reflected in the book of Malachi, chapter 1, at the very beginning. It says this, Yet Jacob I loved, but Esau I have hated. So he's just using the same language that the prophet used in the book of Malachi. So how do we understand it? Well, in Hebrew, there's something called idioms. Now, what's an idiom for those of you that are in um, junior high? Idioms are um, cultural phrases that are understood within the culture. The idiom exists that mean something slightly different than what is actually being said. So this is what R.C. says. It is possible that both in Malachi and in Romans, the reference to God's hatred for Esau may reflect a Hebrew idiom that simply communicates a preference. This is what R.C. says and continues. If I prefer chocolate ice cream to vanilla, I might express the preference by saying, I love chocolate and hate vanilla. To the Jew, this would not mean that I loathe vanilla. In fact, it might even 
They might even like vanilla, but when confronted with the option of vanilla or chocolate, my preference would be chocolate. This idiom of preference is also seen in Genesis 29, as Leah describes how Jacob does not love her as much as he loves Rachel. In that text, Leah is described as unloved over and over again. This is an example of the idiom of preference, that Leah was not literally unloved, but was only relatively unloved in terms of preference. And we can see this too in the words of Jesus. Turn to Luke 14 real quick. Luke 14. Pause the episode. Find your Bibles. Luke 14, verses 25 through 33. Now great multitudes went with him, and he turned and said to them, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, and yes, his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you, intending to build a tower, does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it? Lest after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king, going to make war against another king, does not sit down first and consider whether he is able with 10,000 to meet him who comes against him with 20,000? Or else, while the other is still a great way off, he sends a delegate and asks conditions of peace. So likewise, whoever of you does not forsake all that he has cannot be my disciple. It seems here that Jesus establishes a criteria for discipleship that requires, using his language, hating one's father and mother and spouse and children and brothers and sisters. But if you know anything about scripture, there are many scriptures that actually speak against this. Even the Ten Commandments themselves say, Honor thy father and mother. So unless we understand this term, hate our parents and others, in terms of the Hebrew idiom of preference, then we miss it completely. Stated simply, Jesus was saying, We must love him above all others if we are to be his disciples. Here, the word hate clearly means with the Hebrew idiom to love less. But at the same time, understanding the idiom does not relieve the difficulty of Jacob I've loved, Esau I hated altogether. Because it seems that God's hatred includes an actual rejection of Esau, both in Malachi and in Romans 9. Esau is not only passed over as the blessing is given to Jacob, he is the object of divine punishment. And so, how do we deal with this? Well, again, it's understanding Hebrew literature. There's a term that is used here. It is, it's a big word. It's antithetical parallelism. It's when opposites are used in the text to prove a point. This is everywhere in Scripture. Take Isaiah 45, uh, verses 6 and 7. I am the Lord. There is no other. So that's the antithetical parallelism. I form the light and create darkness. Antithetical parallelism. I make peace and create calamity. Antithetical parallelism. We see this throughout the text. And it contrasts the love of God. 
And in Romans 9, we seem to have an example of antithetical parallelism. And if that's the case, we understand that the hatred of Esau is an expression of the contrast to the love of Jacob. In this regard, all that is meant is that Jacob received the supreme divine blessing and the blessing was was withheld from Esau. The contrast in Romans 9 is not necessarily between Jacob and Esau, but it's between God's mercy and his justice. This is what R.C. says. It is obvious in this context that Jacob received a measure of God's mercy and Esau did not. In his election, Jacob received mercy and grace. In his rejection, Esau received justice and judgment. But at the same time, it seems to go on. And there's this sense that God, it's a big word, but it's a sense of abhors, right? He is sick of Esau. And he actually expresses it to Israel all throughout the Psalms and in the judgments of the prophets in the Old Testament when he talks about the hypocrisy of the people. He has this distaste for wickedness, this distaste for corruption, this distaste for injustice, and not just the action, but those who perpetrate it. And you don't have to spend much time in the Old Testament to see God use strong language, and you don't have to spend much time in the New Testament and the Gospels to see how Jesus uses the same language with the Pharisees of the day. This is, again, not a, my God is different than the God of the Old Testament. No, Jesus talks about hell more than anyone else. We can't run away from that. And it can't be overstated to say that the Bible speaks just as much about God's hatred as it does about his love. And it tells us a lot about the way God loves his people unconditionally. And we're going to see that more next time, kind of in the part two of this section, as we deal with the love of God and also how we deal with the God-hating specific things within the text of scripture. And how do those work in a God of love? How do those work in a simple being? And we'll continue to break that down next time we meet. Peace.